Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar and Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue, Tempe, behind the mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, Recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest, to another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly, our NCAA Hockey Talk here in the Desert Southwest. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining us from that big, beautiful palatial estate that is on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein, how are you this evening? Uh, we're doing pretty good, Scott. Uh, I, once again, uh, will be <laughs> uh, have to ask you what you mean by palatial because <laughs> this certainly ain't it. Other people along my line might have their quote-unquote palatial estates, but mine is not. I promise. So I saw uh, your tree. I saw your tree. Yeah. Well, they do have trees on Long Island. I, oh, I, I God, understand. God. I understand that when you live in the desert and, and all there are are beautiful saguaro and prickly bear cactus, that that you might not understand trees and leaves, maybe palm trees, but you know. Then we do have trees here, and they do, and the leaves do fall off, and I do have to collect them and throw them in the compost heap, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth and so on. Yeah, okay. All right, as I deal with 100-degree heat plus coming this way, it's going to be 110 this weekend. Uh, it's another right, show, Paul. Problem. Paul, we talk college hockey here. Uh, this right. week, as, as I mentioned last night, as, and you joined me so admirably on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly as well, this is a week we dedicated to uh, Black Lives Matter in the Desert Southwest, specifically in hockey. Uh, it's time. It's been time. Uh, we need to move things forward. We need to make changes. We need to have acceptance. We need to um, eliminate racism, period. That's all it is. So... Uh, this week, I wanted to visit with some people that have had to deal with it because you and I sure. uh, are just not able to put ourselves in that position. Um, nope. We've, we've been fortunate, and uh, we will say that right off the top. But, um, you know, as we talk about uh, other people, it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, if you haven't experienced it, it's really hard to get a true meaning. And Scotty Graham last night was fantastic. He told us uh, – a lot yeah. of things that really resonated, and I, I've heard from people all day today about how how important his message was. And tonight we're going to bring on Dom Garcia, who is a uh, assistant captain uh, with this year's NCAA Sun Devil team. In just a few minutes, we'll have Dom on with us, and, and we'll get a chance to visit with Dom, who I think might be the heart and soul of this team and, and probably has been for the past few years. Um, I'll tell you flat out right now that he's right Dom there. Is, he, he's he's the toughest uh, hockey player I've ever met, uh, and I'll tell him this as we get going in the show, but um, I've had two knee injuries, uh, one coaching hockey, one refereeing hockey, um, and I was laid up. <laughs> and I know I'm an old man, but I was not nearly as tough as that individual that we're going to have on in just a few minutes. So before we get to Dom, let's talk a little bit about college hockey because, again, as we thought, there wouldn't be much to talk about in the summertime, especially in the middle of a pandemic. But things just keep happening, don't they, Paul? Yeah, they they do. Um, it was uh, at least put, put out there in the public today. Uh, ASU has uh, had a kid transfer from the team. Uh, Max Balancing is headed to LIU. And, uh, you know, hopefully Max will get a, a, a good chance to play there. Uh, he'll definitely bring them some experience. Um, it just didn't work out here uh, for whatever reason. And you can't blame somebody for wanting to go somewhere where they think they're going to play. 
Well, know, you know what? Um, you, you get four years of eligibility for the most part in uh, in college sports. Uh, you right. will get an occasional fifth year on a red shirt or whatever, but uh, you get four years. So you've got to make the yeah. most of it wherever it is. And uh, you know, credit to, to Max for uh, for being a stand-up guy like he is because uh, it, he's been great. Every second of every time that I've spent with that man, uh, he's done uh, nothing but positive things. And, and I know when you look at this roster at ASU this year, it is loaded oh, my Lord. from top to bottom. So, um you know, let's just hope there's a hockey season. That's all I'm saying right yeah, now. Well, please, please let there be an NCAA hockey season and let it start on time. Yeah, or close to on time. I don't, I'm not greedy. It doesn't have to start exactly on time. Uh, yeah, if, if it starts a couple of weeks late, that's okay too. Um, but uh, obviously uh, the, the, the Sun Devil team is a big part of what we do here at the site and on the podcasts. And uh, from a completely selfish standpoint, and I don't have a stake in it other than I'm an alum and and so forth and so on. The things that we've gone over a thousand times on this show. Um, but, but this is my team. If you had to pick, if you told me for my own personal well-being, what team I'd want to see win that national championship, this is the one. And we know this. And I understand football stirs the drink, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I'm not telling any tales out of school by saying it. But, um, you know, ASU football has been around a long time. Uh, ASU hockey is not. Uh, but this is my team. This is my game. This is my school. And this is what I am the most passionate about and of, of all the teams at the school. And it wasn't there when I went to school. And we know how I feel about this program. So uh, every game is a gift. And I was never able to play the game uh, on the ice. Forget about at any level. I, <laughs> I could skate a little bit, but then you had to stop. And that's where, that's where I had a problem. That's it what was they either the, fall down or run that, into the boards. And that's what they that put hurts. the boards up for, Paul. Yeah, thank, yeah, I know. Uh, so, I mean, I played on roller skates. I've been mm. able to coach the game. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to do it now because USA Hockey doesn't let you go out on the ice and sneakers. But right. back then, I, but back when I did it, and I was lucky enough to uh, be a part of a coaching staff that sent a couple of kids to Division One, uh, I was able to do that. Occasionally, I would put the skates on for a laugh because you would have to laugh at my skating ability. But this is my game, and I love it. And this is my school and my team. All right. Before we get into uh, to, to our, our special guest tonight, I do want to talk just a little bit about uh, our trivia that's continuing on through the uh, the rest of uh, June, which is tonight, and then all yeah. through July. It's hashtag pucks on the pod. Uh, Paul will ask a trivia question at the end of the show. You respond with the correct answer using the hashtag pucks on the pod at IcetimeSW, and we have a prize pack for you from our friends at Summer Skates. So without further ado, let's get a couple of quick uh, messages in, and let's come back with Dom Garcia maybe just a few minutes early. I think we got Dom with us, so uh, let me play a couple of messages here from, uh, from our good friends and our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, 
smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And it's our pleasure tonight to introduce you to one of the assistant captains of the 2020-2021 uh, NCAA hockey team at Arizona State University, and Dominic Garcia. Dom, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Just uh, hanging out here. Back in, uh, I'm back in Tempe, so just trying to lay low. Dom, it's, it's great to have you back. It's great to have you on the show. I know uh, you've been... Uh, and slotted, or <laughs> I don't know what we'd say with a, a bunch of media requests. So first of all, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Both Paul and I appreciate you taking the time again to come on and talk. It's a very important week for us. It's a very important week for the entire world and country. And and for you to step up, um, I had no doubt in my mind because when I met you, my friend, I knew you were first class all the way. Uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story, and you'll you'll relate to this. Uh, when October 1 happened and you being a Vegas native, I asked you if you'd come on and talk to me a little bit about it. And as gut-wrenching as that was for you, you came up, you stepped up, you told me all about it, you told me your feelings, and, and uh, it was incredible. Um, I watched you last year, and I call you the toughest hockey player I've ever seen because I watched you suffer a pretty pretty nasty knee injury, and you came through that as, as quickly as I've ever seen anybody recover. So... Congratulations on your heart. Congratulations on your strength, and welcome to the show officially. Thank you for the introduction. Wow, um, <laughs> I don't really know what to say back to that, but I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for having me on here. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, Dom, and I'm and I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, I've told Scott from from day one when I first saw you play, uh, as hard as it is from all the way across the country, I'm a big fan. Uh, I love your game. You're the kind of guy or the game that, that teams need to win games and win championships. Uh, as, as a Big Islander fan, guys on the current team, uh, you give me that Casey Sezekis, Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck vibe uh, in terms of the way they play the game. And fans, as well as I do, really appreciate that. 
and uh, thanks for coming on. No problem. Appreciate the compliments, guys. It means a lot. You know, um, my play isn't the prettiest, but it gets the job done. So <laughs> it's prettier than you roll, think, right? It's prettier <laughs> than you think, Don. Believe me. Tom, we're going to start right here because we had, uh, and Paul called you the dynamic duo, I think, the other night with Steen Pashnik. We had him on last Monday night after he officially signed his professional contract, and we talked to him about what he was going to bring to uh, the professional game, and he said his work ethic without a doubt. Um, I also put you in that category, and I got to tell you, it was a pleasure to watch you two penalty kill and uh, and put pressure on other teams and and. Just tell us a little bit about that style and how much frustration that brings to the other team when you guys are hounding them and hitting them all the time. Well, I think especially for Steen, I mean, he's huge, right? So um, a lot of these skilled players, um, they're top D. They don't want to go get the puck when Steen or I are coming down full speed at him because they know that we're going to hit him. So um, I think when we're both relentless like that and always on the puck and chasing him, it creates more space for our guys, but uh, it also creates chances. No guy wants to get hit or wants to get hit repeatedly. So um, I was very fortunate enough to play with Steen, um, a guy like me who appreciates the hard work and loves the loves the grind. Uh, listen, uh, we don't think here that it's any coincidence that uh, the last two years the team has been in the top ten in penalty killing. And the team has won 20 games plus two years in a row. Uh, you guys had a streak of, I think, in the neighborhood of 41 or 42 straight penalty kills in a row at the end of last season. So uh, if you, people don't think that special teams is a key to winning games, all you got to do is look at the ASU seasons the last two years. And having a penalty kill in the top 10 uh, it definitely helps you win games. Uh, and have the coaches uh, – uh, talked. Have you reached out to guys that you think you might be working with this year, killing penalties? No, um, I think. Well, I mean, first of all, I think what helps our PK is. I mean, like you said, uh, special teams are such a huge part of college hockey. I mean, you're not given a ton of opportunities, so um, when you need to kill one, you need to kill it, and vice versa. So, I haven't looked into who I'm going to be skating with. I know I've wrote. Steen was uh, usually my PK partner. But uh, I skated a lot with PJ last season as well. So uh, with that guy's speed, it makes it fun to play on the PK for sure. But I'll play with anyone, obviously, as long as I'm out there, right? That's all that matters, right? <laughs> Dom, Dom, tell us a little bit about uh, this captain group that we have coming into to Arizona State. I know that your whole team is a tight group, but, but you four um, really have a lot on your shoulders. But on the, when I say that, I don't mean that you're going to have to do a lot of captaining, I don't think, if that's a word I can use. I think you're going to be the leaders uh, of a group that is very tight and cohesive. Is that how you see this, uh, your squad as well? Absolutely. I think the guys we have, um, each one of them just brings something new to the table. Um, I'm less vocal, but um, I like to speak through like my actions, so that's how I lead. Um, we got Johnny, who's able to talk to the locker room and get everyone's attention as soon as he starts. Jacob is like me. Um, he won't always say something, but that guy works harder than just about anyone I know. And then you have Manny, who's a young guy who can talk to people, our incoming freshmen on a different level. His, uh, his ability to connect with players is amazing. So I think all of us um, really work off one another, which helps our team overall. Like you said, we're a really close team. I got a quick follow up, Paul. So be quiet for no, just one second. Go ahead. Okay. Dom, you said that you are quiet, and I know you might be, but I also know that you fire up that locker room. So I want you to tell all of our listeners out there, because I know a little bit about the story, but how did that get started where Dom Garcia reads the lineup and everybody gets jacked up? And the next thing you know, the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils are going out there on fire with their against their next opponent? Um, it actually just kind of started just because, I mean, obviously we're a new program, so we're still figuring things out. But when it first started, um, he came to me and just said, hey, I'm thinking about doing the lineup Do you uh, or a way to do it. Do you want to do it? And I was like, I guess. I, I wasn't really <laughs> too confident. Um, but I was like, I'll give it a go, and hopefully we can figure something out. And 
it kind of worked. It was a little awkward at first just because the clapping was off and <laughs> all that different stuff. And I might have misread a name or whatever, but um, it just kind of stuck. And, I mean, hopefully the guys enjoy it. I enjoy uh, doing it for them. And, uh, I mean, obviously certain occasions you get more of a rise. So if it's a big game, <laughs> a huge game, something we're all pumped up for, um, senior night is always the biggest one. So, um those those are they're they're fun to do and it's nice to just a little distraction right there get you pumped up before you head out there all right, all right paul it's all yours <laughs> <laughs> no as before we get to the to the serious stuff uh, off the ice uh as you head into your senior year what have you sat down and thought about that uh has that done anything to make you say work even harder than you thought you could because you don't want to leave anything behind when you're done? Definitely. I mean, uh, you definitely try and live in the moment and just enjoy it. Um, you don't want to think about it too much, but I think no matter what, you don't know what's going to happen with the game or yourself personally. So, uh, you know, you got this year. So I think the mentality for me is just to give it all I have and, see where the chips fall and no matter what I think I'll be successful so that's nice knowing myself in that regard but um definitely just putting your, everything out there and into the game whether it's on the ice or away from the ice you know Dom we had uh Scotty Graham on last night. I don't know if you had a chance to hear Scotty at all or not but he was he was fantastic and and I asked him you know I've known him now for four or five years and I asked him if he'd come on because I thought his message would resonate uh, I also asked Mitch if, if you'd be willing to come on because I think your message will resonate. Tomorrow we're going to have on uh, DeAndre John from UNLV, and I know you probably know DeAndre from uh, being up around UNLV occasionally, but um, when I think of all three of you together, uh, and I told Scotty and I told Paul this myself, is that I grew up in northern Minnesota, right? And we didn't have – I mean, we were – we were isolated, a town of 2,500 of basically all Scandinavian people, but we were on a, uh, a, a lot of uh, Native American land. And when I grew up, racism to me wasn't really even a term because I saw everybody as just human beings that were different. Some people had black hair, some people had blonde hair, some people had red hair, some had darker skin and white, lighter skin. It just never occurred to me. And then when I got to college and into larger uh, cities, you know, I, I got to meet more people of, of different uh, ethnic backgrounds. And and to me, it just, everybody was everybody. And I know uh, that you've had to experience a lot of different things that, that Paul and I will never be able to go through. And a lot of people will never be able to go through. And just tell us uh, how difficult that is uh, to be a, a, a black American in America. Um. I mean, it's definitely difficult in the regard that, like, certain situations that others who are, like, more privileged may handle a certain way, we always think about, okay, well, what if I do it this way? That way there's no issue or um, it doesn't create any animosity or uncomfortableness between whoever you're approaching or anything like that. So I think um, it's difficult in that regard just because you always have to be thinking about how a situation unfolds differently from everyone else. Um, I think if anything, I mean, you have your community, right? So I have my family, um, other black friends or things like that, but um, it can be, it can be lonely, right? Um, I mean, just in my world specifically, I'm the only one around that knows it. I mean, I have black hockey uh, friends, like you said, and DeAndre and other things like that, but um, I think it's more just handling things yourself rather than it being difficult. You know, you, you just know you have to do it. Yeah, we know. Uh, Dom, Go ahead, Paul. Um, you put out a statement a couple of weeks ago uh, through the athletic department. Uh, making that decision to come out like that and make that statement, how difficult was that for you? Um, I don't know if it was difficult. It was just hard to find the words. I think I had them all in my head, 
when this first when this first came out and the whole Black Lives movement started and started gaining ground, um, I think it crossed my mind to maybe put something out. But I'm not a big like a huge name in college hockey, so I didn't know how much it would travel. Um, so I was kind of going back and forth, and then Powers and Mitch gave me the green light and said, "Hey, if you want to say something, you can speak out, and you have the platform." And I think right about that time was when I was finally starting to be able to put into words what I was thinking, what I was feeling. So um, luckily I had a lot of support, but um, I think the hardest part was just getting it into words and a message that didn't trigger anything, but just let you see through my eyes what I was going through. Tom, I know uh, Paul and I have both read that message, that statement, and uh, and it resonated with us certainly. But, uh, you know, when we talk about, growing up and you went through the uh, Culver Military Academy for, for what, three years uh, before yeah. you went on to the NAHL and stuff. And, and how did that prepare you for life in general? Uh, just being on my own, uh, handling everything that I go through. Um, I mean, you have my parents, but they're a phone call away. You don't get that face-to-face -face interaction, and um, that affection, stuff like that. So I think just being on my own from an early age, um, whether it be school, race related, any problems I had, I just, I learned to deal with it myself. And luckily um, I've been told just from the very beginning growing up, you know, like it's never gonna be easy, but you just have to bury your head and get back to work. So um, luckily that's been instilled with me since the beginning and um, I can thank my parents for that. Tom, let me ask you the same question I asked uh, Scotty Graham last night, uh, and it's it, it's a little an interesting contrast because of the age difference. Do you feel that this time is different than say the, the last time or two that it's happened uh, since you've been an older an older young man? Um, I think so. I think. Now, I mean, it's still going on. I think before it just kind of came and went and everyone was moved on. But I think now you're starting to see people still protesting peacefully and you're starting to see other people speak out and say, um, like a lot of professionals are saying, hey, I understand. I don't understand, but I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to learn. And I think that's carrying volumes throughout. And so I think you're definitely seeing a change this time versus any other time at least that I've seen growing up. And, and um, you know, the last games that you played this year uh, were in Wisconsin, and, and of course we all know what uh, unfortunate things Keandre, uh, Keandre Miller had to deal with uh, up there, but did you have a chance to visit with Keandre, Keandre when you were up there uh, and playing that last series, and, and how do you guys interact? Um. We didn't, we didn't do a whole lot of talking away from the game or during the game like that, but it was just kind of a mutual respect. Um, I think anytime you come across another black hockey player, you just automatically have a sense of respect for each other um, just because you know that they've been through the struggle as well. So um, we chatted briefly during like delays or anything like that during the game, but um, it's mainly serious. We're both competitive guys, but... Um, no, we've spoken briefly through social media, but other than that, nothing too much in person. Uh, let me ask a, a slightly different question, uh, and, and you might have uh, more of an opportunity for this. Uh, you are not the only person of color or non-Caucasian on the team. Uh, Jordan Sandu, uh, at least from afar, I, I don't believe is Caucasian, uh, have you guys had a chance to talk about what might or might not be shared experiences? Um, we've reached out just to say like, hey, um, you always have me to listen to or to talk to or anything like that. Um, if you ever need it, just because we both obviously know, even though Black Lives is, that's what's gaining ground. That's what's an issue right now. It doesn't mean that I don't understand that Jordan's gone through some things of his own. So, um we haven't talked about it too much. Um, we just both know that we have each other's back regardless. And I know he reached out to me throughout all this um, multiple times. Um, so it's been, it's been good. Not a lot of 
talking about it, but just knowing that he's there has been huge. And I hope vice versa. Tom, tell us a little bit about your teammates because I know how close you are, and and uh, I know all of those those guys would jump up for you. And I'm gonna give you something. I don't know if you know uh, what DeAndre John. I'm sure you probably have heard what he went through a couple of years ago in Jamestown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked DeAndre what that was like, and he said, you know, it hurt and it bothered him, but it, he was more impressed with what his teammates did. His teammates were there for him, a man for man for man. Uh, and backing him up. And I got a feeling that that ASU locker room is a man for man for man, no matter what happens to one of their teammates. Am I correct with that assumption? Oh, yeah. I think regardless of what it is, I think if there's an issue and somebody's done wrong or someone's done wrong by them or anything like that, you're going to get every guy on our bench standing up and defending them. And you might even get some of the coaches trying to hop over. So um, <laughs> I think it'll be more of an issue of who's going to get to him first rather than who's going to stand up. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Paul, you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. I just, oh, okay. you know, this is, you know, as Dom says in his statement, this is not always – uh, the easiest conversation to have. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I can't sit here and say I have any idea of the things that he's gone through. Um, you know, when you, when you read his statement to have things thrown at you or to, to not want to get off a bus because you're not comfortable somewhere where the rest of your teammates are, um, I can't relate to that under any stretch of the imagination. And so I, I, I'm not that I'm struggling with the fact that it should be talked about, but sometimes, you know, as somebody who works in uh, a school that's it's a city school, but not quite the uh, inner city, so to speak, um, I, I do deal with it a little bit. But I don't deal with it, you know, when I wake up in the morning because uh, I, I don't have to. And right. I mean, I think, um, well, I think it's not obviously like, like you said, it's not an easy topic if it's so unworldly, like it's just out of your realm. You can't understand it. But I think us having this conversation now, although it may not be the easiest, I think that's such a big thing that more people need to do. And I think I've had I've had conversations with people who we may not have agreed with the certain message or anything of certain situations. But at the end of the day, we both agreed, hey, racism is bad. From there, we can build. And I think so. um, I think us, like I said, talking about this now, although it may not be the easiest and um, we may not have the most to talk about just because we're from different worlds. It doesn't mean that this isn't beneficial to both of us when we hang up. You know, uh, go ahead, Paul. You know, it's and and, and I'm going to say this only because I, I see it a little bit more and I, and I have a little bit different perspective. This is definitely a bigger issue for people who are not in the younger generation. Uh, I, I see a lot less of it. With kids that are that with with kids that are teenagers now, and maybe in their early twenties, um, those of us that are older than that, and those of us that have you know that or have some age on us, this is something that we have to deal with in our own heads. Because I, while it is there, obviously there's going to be people of all ages that have this problem. Uh, I see it. Uh, on, a, on, on an age scale every day. And this is something that we have to make peace with in our own heads uh, because kids today are, are in touch with more people and more different people. And we are definitely a much more mixed community now than we ever have been. Uh, the, the melting pot, description has probably never been truer than it is today. Yeah, no, I think, I think technology has been huge and 
bringing people of all sorts of backgrounds together. I think, um, like you said, although it may be an issue that seems to be more fitted towards the older generation, those older generations have kids, right? So right. Um, I think it's just as much our job of the younger generation to make sure that we're able to try and stop it and put a halt to it. Um, that way those kids don't grow up the same as the, their parents or whoever's influencing them from an older generation. Um, because just as easy as it is to see how connected we all are through the internet makes it just as easy to spread hate, right? So sure. um, I think I think technology is a double-edged sword sometimes, but um, I think this is a, this movement right now going on has been has been huge for it. Dom, I, uh, I asked Scotty last night, I said, give me kind of a, an overview from your perspective. And he said, I think this is about people learning the truth. And truth was a word that really stuck out to him. Is there a word that, that you think about uh, today on, on what people need to learn or what people need to, uh, to grasp onto to change? I mean, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on it. My opinion on this is, is that people just need to be good human beings. Right. If you wouldn't do it, if you wouldn't do it to your parents or you wouldn't do it to your grandparents or your brothers or your sisters, why would you do it to anybody else despite anything else? If you treat people like you want to be treated, that mutual respect should carry on. But clearly it doesn't. So if Scotty's word is truth and mine is mutual respect, what would yours be? Um, Probably just understanding. Right. I think we all get caught in our own world sometimes and it makes it hard to see what other people are going through and understand their struggles. So um, I think what the point of my statement was just people to see this, you know, not everyone's world is like yours. Um, and to understand that, and like I said, understand that you may not understand. I think that's huge. It goes along with truth and everything else that we've, that we've uh, described so far. Yeah, totally. Um, I want to follow up this uh, off, off of that topic because I think we've covered it pretty well right now. But uh, I want to talk about Las Vegas a little bit because I was just up there uh, last week and I had the, the privilege of going through the new Henderson uh, facility, taking a tour of it and doing a little feature on it for our Sunday special. And I, I started thinking about Las Vegas and you came to mind right away because I joke with you when I see I call you Mr. Vegas, right? Because I can't take right. Wayne Newton's one, but I, I call you Mr. Vegas. And it, just look back because I've asked you this before, but tell our audience, did you think, Dom Garcia, that five years ago, Vegas is going to have an NHL team and T-Mobile Arena, two ice sheets at uh, City National Arena, two more ice sheets that will be completed on, uh, ironically enough, one October in Henderson, and a new 6,000-seat uh, arena for an AHL team coming in, all within your time at ASU? No. I don't think I ever imagined even really an NHL team coming there. Um, it's, I mean, it's just awesome to see. It's amazing. Um Makes me a little jealous of the kids growing up now, all the <laughs> stuff that they're getting access to. I mean, gyms, rinks, ice time, teams. Um, but it's it's great to see. I mean, I love going home now even more just because I get to watch hockey and I get to be involved and the hockey community has grown so much. So, And let me follow that up with one thing. is I, I looked through my uh, Facebook feed today and uh, from three years ago, up popped a picture from um, the Ice Center, I believe, and uh, it was George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon sitting up on scaffolding watching their rookies before City National Arena was built. Mm. And I look back at it now and I'm going like, they were so close, and I say they the Golden Knights, to winning the Stanley Cup in their first year. And now they are the envy of the NHL every, and the AHL, to be honest with you. Everybody wants to be like Vegas, um, that has to just make your heart feel really good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I even before I had a huge sense of pride for my city and where I came from, especially uh, to make it in hockey that when there wasn't a big community and support. But um, definitely now, um, it gives, just gives me another thing to brag about when I talk about being from Vegas. Dom, let me ask you a question. Yeah, we'll 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 kind of tangentialize it here a little bit. Um, what was it like? Because I know I had some culture shock when I went to ASU. What was it like 
first of all, going from uh, Las Vegas to Culver, and then leaving Culver and coming down to Tempe to play at ASU. It just the transition from world to world to world. Uh, I had a hard time dealing with it. I, uh, what was it like um, for you? I think the biggest was just transitioning from my like being in Vegas to Indiana. I think right once that settled in, that actually became a home to me, and I love that place. Um, so I think once it was time to move back or to come back here after my junior career, it felt like I was coming home almost, just because I'm four hours away from home. Finally, my family is able to watch me play. Um, so just being so close to Vegas and the same weather type and all of that stuff that I grew up with, um, it wasn't too much of a culture shock. Um, it just felt like homecoming. And I always, luckily, I always had hockey to keep me grounded. So even if I did feel a culture shock moving from one destination to another, I always had a group of guys that I was able to go to if I needed to. And I always had the game. Don, but so, we'll, uh, we'll kind of start to wrap things up here a little bit, but I want to ask you a couple of things about, A, this new uh, incoming class along with, you know, Paul and I have talked about the senior class this year, the numbers you're going to have there, but also the junior class, the sophomore class, and this talented group of freshmen. How excited are you for that? That's part one. And part two is tell the audience a little bit about how excited Dom Garcia is in warm-ups because I get a chance to see you every home game and I know you like to, to bump it up a little bit if you can get uh, get somebody, get a teammate. Uh, hmm. Tell us a little bit about that psych-up part that you have going in warm-ups on the ice. Um, well, I think, I I mean, I can speak for all our senior class here. We're definitely excited just knowing that, you know, that we're going into our last year and we have a great group coming in uh, that can really help us reach our limits and our potential. So um, we also have obviously the great support that's in our sophomore and our junior class. So we're really excited um, with warmups. I don't know. It just kind of, it starts off every year. I just go into <laughs> it with a blank canvas and whatever comes out of it does. Um, I'm the type of guy that just kind of likes to keep calm. If there's music going that I like, I'll dance <laughs> to it. Um, if someone wants a good whack, I'll give it to them. But um, I just kind of go with the flow and whatever sticks and works for them works for me. So um, it's, I've been pretty fortunate, you know, I have the little handshakes with Johnny or whoever, <laughs> Sandy, and then Sandy likes to get hit, so I'll do that, but um, yeah, just whatever keeps me out of my head too much where I'm not overthinking the game. Well, you know what, I can give you a big thank you from our photographer, Zach Bondurant, because he likes to catch that uh, with his <laughs> lens, and if you see our website, we've got that up uh, right now, you and Sandy doing the bump, uh, and it, it's been around Everybody asked me about it. They, they, they wanted to know where that came from, what was going on, and, and I wanted to get it from you firsthand. But, Paul, you got another question to kind of wrap things up for, for Dom? Well, this is kind of the question I like to ask all the players because it is kind of an individual thing. Um, when you look back so far over the last three years, what has been your personal favorite moment on the ice? Mine would be winning the Ice Invitational in Vegas. I think that just was kind of surreal just because growing up, like I said, you never imagined hockey in Vegas. And then an NHL team comes, they do really well, and then you have the opportunity to play in the arena. Um, I think that's something that I always remember and cherish as one of my favorite moments here for sure, especially to be able to do it in front of friends and family. Yeah, I mean, I was there for that, Dom, and, and I was amazed, shocked, excited. I mean, you need, every emotion uh, that you could find uh, was there. Uh, my second to the last question for you is, how do you see you going forward? I mean, we know what, what Steen got an opportunity. We know Brittany got an opportunity. We know uh, Joey's having a, a really good, solid professional career. What does Dom Garcia want to do, and where do you think you can go? Um, I think my goal is just to play as long as I can, you know, um, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to keep chasing the dream. Um, and I mean, uh, like I said, uh, I'm, I know no matter what happens, you know, I'll, I'm ready for whatever comes next, but, uh, definitely to keep playing as long as I can. 
I mean, after this stage, I can't keep playing college hockey, so it'd be nice to collect a paycheck from it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, they kicked me out of college too, Dom. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> they gave me leave. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets a different kind of paycheck now, Dom, so don't, don't worry <laughs> about that. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to end it uh, on this, Dom. Uh, the, the first hugs that I get every home game when I come off the press box are your mom and dad. And uh, I'm so excited to see them. And uh, I think the, the respect is mutual between us. But uh, it is so much fun to see how proud they are of you. And, and I tell them time and time again, uh, your dad will ask me occasionally, what do I think What do I think about Dom? And I'll say, you know what? You and I have talked, right? You tell me, I don't got the best hands. But I said, you know what? Don, you got the best heart, you got the best strength, and you got the most passion. So I don't see anything that's going to stop you. You can get better hands, but you can't get stronger uh, in the way that I'm talking about. You can't have the heart in the way that you have a heart, and you certainly can't have that passion unless it's built inside of you. So thank you so much for coming on tonight. I appreciate uh, everything that you do. I'm looking forward to seeing your senior season and being there, and, and I'm looking forward to hugging your mom and dad after every home game. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Thanks, Dom. And we'll talk soon, I'm sure. Excellent. Excellent. Have a great summer. You too. All right, folks. That's Dom Garcia from the uh, NCAA Sun Devils at Arizona State, one of your assistant captains for the 2020-2021 season. Paul, I'm struggling with the 2020 2021. <laughs> it's just too just many say 2021 20s. season. Don't just yeah, say 2021 season. What do you got to okay. add the extra 20 for? There we go. See, there's a New Yorker, and you're coming in just like cutting to the chase. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. And uh, just 2021, very easy. One, very simple. Uh, and by uh, the way, if you, if, if you have not had a chance to read Dom's statement that he put out through the athletic department, go to the website. The, the athletics website and, and make sure you read it. Uh, once again, we can't relate to what uh, he's gone through, uh, but at least read the words, let them sink in a little bit, let them, you know, just try to get as, as much of a feel as you can emotionally for it. Uh, not that, you'll ever be able or I'll never be able to be in their shoes or his shoes, but uh, you got to start somewhere and, and and taking the words to heart is where you got to go. Okay. So let me recap so far what's happened in the past two shows. Scotty Graham came out and told us that truth, people need to understand the truth and he believes they are starting to understand the truth about racism, about black lives matter, about all of that stuff. A-plus, Scotty Graham. Dom just told us understanding, which I think fills right in there, too, is you, you, you get the truth, but do you understand it, right? Um, tomorrow night, we're going to have DeAndre John, who's a senior at UNLV. He went through uh, one of the most, uh, I can't even. Horrific? Utter, yeah, horrific is a good word. What he had to go through while playing a hockey game and just trying to do his thing on the ice um, and, and I know DeAndre is going to tell us about it and, and how it affected him, but when you listen to these three episodes of, of our uh, podcast and you put it all together, if you can't find in your heart to uh, start looking at things differently, then I think you've got some real problems, and I think you need to start working on them because, um, you know, this is a world we all have to coexist in. And uh, somehow, some way, we've got to make this thing better. And if it starts here this week with uh, Black Lives Matter in the desert southwest, man, oh, man, that would be fantastic. If it starts tomorrow with somebody just saying, I want to be different, I want to see things differently, I want to treat people differently, fantastic. I don't care when or how, but it has to start to change, and I hope that's what we're uh, trying to portray during these three different podcasts. Well said. Okay. Um, from that point forward, I want to uh, tease a little bit early the, uh, the trivia question tonight. So hashtag pucks on the pod from our friends at uh, Summer Skates, our partners at Summer Skates. They have a prize pack for the winner. So 
Paul, let's put it out there just a tad early. I'm going to give you a little more time to read your read tonight because I don't want to push you. <laughs> so go ahead and give you us know. that trivia question right now, if you would. Okay, so the question is, and you know, I, I, I don't know how much deeper I can go than last week and this week, but uh, we're going to do it. <laughs> hey, somebody got you last night real fast, I'll tell you. Well, okay. Real fast. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's good. This, this is good. This could this will probably take a little bit more digging, but who since we're we were talking to Dom Garcia, a native of the state of Nevada, who was the first native of the state of Nevada to play Division One hockey? Ah, uh, that one will take some digging. It'll take a little digging. There is no question about it. Absolutely. Uh, and so. Go ahead. If, if if you know if 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 we're still looking for an answer uh, for either this week's question or last week's question, who was the last club player to score a varsity goal for ASU? Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll have to break out the hints, um, but uh, but you, people have to be better at searching for these things than I am. So, Paul, I'll tell you, I had one person sent me like five guesses. <laughs> I guess that wasn't on that one. It was on uh, on our uh, Joe Deuce Bobbitt question about what team, professional team he played for in Arizona. He kept throwing right. me names and throwing me names uh, of cities. So um, we're, we're stirring up some things, and I think that's what we like to do, uh, both of us. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit quickly before you go into your read about um, Long Island University being the number 60. Well, 61, then 60. Is it, wait, is it yeah. 60 or 61 now? Because, you know, we've asked this, okay. we've said this before. They're 61. That's who they're going to okay. be. Okay. All right. But they've been adding players. We talked about Max Balanson uh, making the move to go out there. And I know you're not too far from that university um, on a good day. On a good day. <laughs> but yeah. but tell me, tell me uh, how excited you think things will get on Long Island when that team starts to actually play NCAA teams on Long Island? Well, I, I think, first of all, you have to see – you have to, to – they have to start playing. Um, you can go through uh, a, a lot of the NHL rosters and, and, and see players from Long Island uh, all over the place, especially defensemen. Uh, if you look at – the College Hockey News website, you go through their recruit list. Uh, there are people all over the place. There are kids all over the place that are from Long Island uh, that are going to schools all across the country. Uh, from places on Long Island are not too far from me, 15, 20 minutes, to places that are a little bit further, like where LIU is, is about – 45 minutes to an hour away from me, depending on the traffic. So that could be five hours. Um, uh, Ten minutes from where I work, though. So that's not – that helps. So you you can see people all over uh, the recruit list that are from Long Island. And, you know, to have a place now where people can stay home and, you know, like Dom said, he got to play at ASU and got – play within a short distance uh, in front of his friends and family because ASU did go to a varsity level. Uh, you know, you make that drive to, to to Las Vegas all the time, so you have a better idea of how. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, it, 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 it is a situation where uh, – it, it definitely needs to be a situation where they're – I think people will get excited once they actually get to see the games getting played. I'll be honest with you, a lot of the hockey people on Long Island thought that Stony Brook, if there was going to be a school on Long Island, right. did yeah. this. Uh, it would be them, uh, but it turned out to be LIU. Uh, we're happy about it. I know I certainly am. Uh, I think people will get much more excited once they actually see uh, a jersey, once they actually 
see a game on the schedule uh, because while they're announcing players, uh, I give them a lot of credit for doing this under the conditions that they're doing it under. Oh, and, goodness, yeah. And, you know, so uh, the hockey community should be excited. The hockey community needs to get behind this as much as they can uh, as as we go through things. And uh, because that will only encourage people to start more teams. Now, I get to say very well said because that was very well said. Okay, I'm going to take two minutes before you do your read to talk a little bit about us. I'm going to be a little selfish here. Uh, do you happen to know what tomorrow is, Paul? Uh, Wednesday. And what date on the calendar, Paul? Um, <laughs> it's so hard to look on the <laughs> calendar because... Don't, don't tell me you have to look it up. It's July 1st. Uh, yeah, I knew that, but, you know, hey, <laughs> okay, I can't let folks. you off that easy. <laughs> July 1st happens to be the, uh, the new fiscal year for Ice Time Hockey. Uh, Desert Southwest Inc., our parent company, IcetimeHockeySouthwest.com. Um, we are excited to to bring you all kinds of new stuff, including a new website being launched this week, which will give you updated uh, feature stories, uh, a gallery, photo gallery, a bunch of new things coming. So get to IcetimeHockeySW.com uh, later this week, hopefully before the 4th of July on Independence Day, and, and jump in on all that good stuff. Uh, we continue to welcome new partners, as you're probably hearing on uh, Paul's read tonight. We've got a couple of new partners and uh, new things coming uh, down the road on that. So keep your eyes open on the road. Uh, you may see something new and exciting happening between now and August 1st. Um, also, I want to mention uh, you know, Zach Mondrand, our photographer, is not only coming on to host with me uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly on Monday nights, Paul's going to stay put right here at the NCAA because we know his love for his Sun Devils. Yes, uh, we do. And we're going to keep Seth, uh, Stephen uh, Marsh with me on uh, club hockey next uh, tomorrow night on Wednesday night. But uh, as we start the new fiscal year, things are bigger, better, exciting. We just hope this pandemic cools down and our, our games get underway. It was fun to see the professional teams on the ice today and, and getting some workouts in and, and really getting excited and seeing previews and, and talk of uh, opponents for the NHL playoffs. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that, that things continue to roll in the right direction on that and that everything gets uh, started underway. So that's my soapbox for uh, IcetimeHockeySW.com. Get there, get to our social media pages. Paul, do your read, and then we'll come back with that great trivia question one more time before we say goodnight. All right, College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona by Arizona Business, presenting sponsor of the new season of Sunday specials. See our summer truck and SUV deals at bellford.com. By cold beers and cheeseburgers, satisfy your inner foodie with our handcrafted made-to-order burgers and our long list of the best in craft beers. By Sprint, brighter future for all. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Cactus and Tatum and let him find you the right deal. Buy Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call him at 1-702-541-5546 or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com and find out how they can serve your catering needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, it's all about the butt. Buy summer skates, shower shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game in comfort and style. Visit summerskates.com. Win your Summer Skates prize pack with the hashtag Pucks on the pod. Behind the Mask, getting ready to get back on the ice? Order online at behindthemask.com or come in and check out our refurbished stores. By College Bar and Grill, stop by for lunch at 740 South Mill Avenue uh, in Tempe. College Bar and Grill by ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop. For all your ASU hockey merchandise, now open for limited group skating. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com. Buy OxyPow. Introducing our new line of all-natural hand sanitizers. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy Android. 
Go to mdriveformen.com and use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off your first order. MDrive for energy, stamina, and recovery. By the Ice Den, Scottsdale, and Chandler. Small group skatings might be available for you now. Call them for more information. College Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. College Hockey, Southwest Weekly, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Pure gold, my friend. Pure gold. Well done. Uh, time for that hashtag Pucks on the Pod presented by Summer Skates Trivia Question. One more time, Paul, before we say goodbye to a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and De Niro. Who was the first Nevada-born player to play NCAA Division One hockey? All right. You heard it first, folks, right there. Uh, get to at IceTimeSW on Twitter. Give us that name. Uh, do a little digging. Find out who that first person was. And uh, Paul and I will join you next week. I will Tune say this. Well, go ahead, Paul. I, I'll say this before. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I will say this. I, it was in the 21st century. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Giving out tips. Uh, that that should help you find it real quick. <laughs> okay, join us again tomorrow night for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. We have a special time. We will be live at 2 p.m. Pacific time uh, to accommodate our special guest, DeAndre John from UNLV. Uh, but we will replay it at uh, its normal time at 7.30. So if you're, you're ready to listen at 7.30, it will be there for you. For Paul Hornstein, for our special guest, Dom Garcia, Scott Strandy saying goodnight from Scottsdale, Arizona. Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro, will take us away.